Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today, sitting down with the one and only Tim Montana, man. He was in town for Randy Couture's 60th birthday over at Stoney's Rock and Country. We jumped into music, nudity, baby boy, that'll make sense, the shrednecks, and so much more. I'm done. You're going to laugh. I promise you. Let's get to know Tim Montana. Good evening. Walter Cronkite with the 5 o'clock news. Back to you, Arthur. We'll just run with that. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. We're going to start calling it Toad's Country, because that's what we're going to go with, because that's what it is. Tunes is music, country is... Your country is fuck, right? I'm country, USA country, backwoods country, country. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Montana without the shrednecks. He's by himself. I know, thank God. I have restraining orders on all of them. Did you? Are you still the shrednecks? Uh, we call it that, but it's not really advertised that way anymore. So too right. long, too long. Yeah, it is long. I mean, because you tell them to put it up on the thing, they're like, "We don't have the room. Can't just said. be called Tim, and that's yeah. it." Yeah, yeah she yeah. said that twice. <laughs> it's because I folded it in half. Exactly. See, see. Welcome back to Vegas. Thank you for having me. We're gonna have some fun tonight. Randy Couture in the house celebrating his 60th birthday. You think I can take him? Take him where? Like on the bull again? <laughs> I've seen that. That was cute, wasn't it? I, I'm not saying there's a picture up on the TVs inside the bar that are showing that, but there are. <laughs> Perfect. They're, they're Perfect. up there. Uh, we should probably talk about uh, the addition to our green room Okay. Uh, inside the bathroom. Yeah. The last time you were here uh, was last year, and you were very disappointed because you said, I've been here numerous times, and there's no photos of me in the green room. So we went on ahead and we fixed that for you. Yes, I'm a nude pinup boy. You are the in nude the boys bathroom. And so if you're sitting down going potty, mm-hmm. you're staring at your naked self. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a great placement, I think. Or if you're peeing standing up and doing the tuck pee, which I do a lot where you pee, you know, facing the opposite, you know what I'm saying? You tuck. And I don't. I no, I have no recollection of that event, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy have no. But you finally made it to the wall of shame, fame. Fame. I'm very honored, shame, fame. very honored. You There's should. a nude koozie we made. Gosh. Last hunting season, I was hunting with Remy Warren in Wyoming, and uh, this owner of the ranch, I could tell, didn't like me when I pulled up because of my long hair, and he was, like, growling at me and shit. I'm like, oh, here we go. So I sat down and played him some real haggard. Immediately, his, his whole thing changed. And so then he took a liking to me, and then the last day, we're up on this beautiful mountain that you can literally see, like, 500 miles of Wyoming. He's like, there's Gillette, there's blah, blah, all this stuff, and uh, sheer cliff face. I had to be hundreds of feet down. And I was like, man, this would be a great spot for a nude photo. And the photographer's cracking up. He goes, do it. I said, hey, Gene, can I pose naked? And he goes, you're a pervert. Just yells That's over a the yes. wind. Yeah, that's, that's a, a yes. yes. And uh, I got naked, covered my junk. And then I decided to post it on my birthday of, here's a picture of my birthday suit or something. And the former uh, publicist from BMG called me and she goes, I woke up today, and I don't work for BMG Records anymore, so you're not my problem. But I thought to myself, I wonder if that son of a bitch is going to post a nude photo today. And she goes, no sooner do I have the thought than you post a nude photo. I'm like, yeah, I lost a couple hundred followers, but uh, ended hey. up gaining a bunch. And then I put it on a koozie, and they started selling out hand over fist. I mean, we'll sell, you know, on these opening tours, people don't know who we are, sell five koozies a night. My merch guy says, we're selling 70 a night, seven zero. And he goes, it's before the show. People walk by, and they're like, wow, who is that? I need 10. Right. And they buy them as, like, gag gifts. And then my wife is like, please don't encourage him. But they're selling like crazy on the website, so... You know, you just got to celebrate the human body, man. I cover my junk, okay? You know, it's just the old With Cal- an acorn? Yeah, the old, the old Calvin <laughs> Klein, you know. Listen. I, hey, I have big hands. <laughs> I said acorn, dude. Acorn? You can cover it with a an acorn. A giant corn cob? Whatever. You- <laughs> Allowed out. 
Listen, just because in the video they gave you a little bit extra when you got out of the limo when you went hunting with the boys. Yeah, that yeah. was another one that was pretty funny. Dude, yeah. so I think we talked about this last time, but every time we tried to repost that or post it, it got fucking kicked off. They so wouldn't weird. let us post it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was just blurry. It was blurred out, man. It was a hell of a hanger, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Stole it from a horse. <laughs> definitely a horse. It definitely, definitely was a horse. So Let's talk Tim Montana, where you're at today. So we were talking in earlier. Las Vegas. You're in Las Vegas. We we're talking earlier at dinner. You 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 bought a motel hotel thing in Montana. Yeah, working on it. It's uh, hopefully going to close in about a month. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you've got some music stuff going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a rock EP. It's uh, or I don't even know if it's an EP yet. It's a rock song that people think could get legs. So. Coming out in August, and the and the R word is finally happening after 17 years. Uh, that would be um, RD. Yeah, RD. Yeah. Well, let's 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 hope if that's what you're shooting for. I mean, at the end of the day, you were you were saying you're not quite sure how the rock world works. I still listen to rock music, but obviously we don't get that coming through here, so I don't understand the process and the procedure like it is with country, where you have to go to the station and show your face and do these radio right. tours. I don't, I don't. Did they ever do that in rock music? I'm sure back in the day, everybody had to pull up, and yeah, I know they did, because I've heard stories, crazy stories about Motley Crue going nuts with these PDs, and right. getting wild, and I think some of that stuff was adopted by country music. They're like, we're rock stars, let's go to the strip club, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. it'll be cool, man. I didn't didn't expect it to happen, and you know, like I said, it's no guarantee, but I've always just wanted a shot, and sure. uh, so I'm finally getting my shot after well, 17 years in town, and moving to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Back where you came from, right? That's funny. I mean, you think about your your career so far. You've accomplished a lot as an independent artist, which is kudos to you. You hustle. Uh, you're crazy, uh, definitely crazy. I'm glad there's like distance between us because at dinner tonight, I'm not saying that. I'm telling these people your handles on my leg numerous times, and I called HR, That's but they didn't have one. Chris, so. Chris was busy. <laughs> Chris was busy. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't anywhere to save me. Thanks, brother. But uh, uh, yeah, that's neat that that you can have a career and and have a life, raise kids, be married, make money, and do what you love to do without all that stuff with the record deal and all that kind of stuff. It's got to kind of be cool, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a record deal now. I'm saying up until... Right, right, right. Yes, yes. I mean, it was. it's a lot of work. You know, a lot of uncertainties, unknowns, but you know, then you get in the record deal side of it, and that becomes a lot more uncertainties and unknowns because now your fate is somewhat in other people's hands. Right. You kind of lose control a little bit. A little bit. You yeah. know, you can still go out and hustle, but then you make some noise and think they're, you know, here's the ball, it's hot. Yeah. And you're like, why are you holding it for two years? <laughs> Did this single come out and it was, what's it called? It's not out yet. It's coming I, it's out gonna be August. Out. It's called Sorry. Devil You Know. Devil You Know. Is it a song they picked? song you picked? No, it was a song that I picked. Uh, I wrote, actually, and if I give anyone credit, it's my producer, Michael Wilshire. I brought it to him. And a lot of times the Nashville producers don't want to touch songs unless their co-writer's on it. And it's the whole, you know, oh, I want a piece of it. So this and that. But I went in there right after I wrote it and I said, what do you think of this? And he immediately, as I'm playing it for him, is wiring up microphones. And what's wild is on the master track is me that day playing the guitar from the minutes after, you know, I wrote it. Right. He's like, my God, this sounds like a hit. So he wires me up, starts recording it. This weird storm came in that was so loud that we couldn't uh, record music. So I said, let's record this storm, dude. Listen to the birds. It's so bizarre, like this weird sounding right. storm. That's in the master track. Beautiful. And then we went to the studio, and instead of hiring a bunch of session guitar players, Mike and I played all the guitars. So we kind of did this very indie. Right. It was very indie. It Super re- low budget. Re- yeah, recorded in a tool sh- a tough shed Right. that he had moved to the back of his property on all his gear, and him and I played guitar, and then we went and added drums to it and just 
built this and turned it in thinking, oh, these people are going to be terrified. This is a hard rock song. And all of a sudden we get a phone call like, we think you got a hit here. And I'm like, beautiful. Really? Okay. Well, How long ago was that? Uh, that phone call was probably a month, month and a half ago. So it's not a couple year wait. That's nice. Yeah. You know, Nate Smith heard that name? Yeah. So he has that song, uh, Whiskey on You, that uh, went number one in Canada. I think it went number one in the States. Um, I want to say the chorus he recorded in his kitchen, and when he went into the studio, he just couldn't get it, didn't like it, and he went back and used the one from the kitchen on yeah. the master. There's something about that unknown indie. There's just something. I've done that a million times where I'll do a demo and then try to recapture it with a band, and Can't. it's just you lose the magic. Cause sure. That day, that moment, that time, you captured some emotion or whatever that was. You still traveling around in um, um, in uh, Sheen's tour bus? I have Sheen's bus, and then I bought a four-wheel drive Sprinter, uh, wrapped it, Black Rifle, King's Camo, and lifted it. It's got big uh, Yokohama tires on it. So you're not taking wheels. the bus out that much anymore? It was, dude, it killed me. Talk about back problems. I was, you know, got my CDL last year, and we did 110 shows, I think, and I drove all that. Wow. Pretty much solo. I'd bring out a relief driver occasionally. But it got to the point where I was like, I need another vehicle so I can get a break. Right. And then my wife's like, you still drive 99% of the time. And I'm like, well, at least I know I can get a break if I need one. Yeah. <laughs> Put somebody it's, else in. So it's that, it's that comfort piece, man. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing both. I'll probably put the tour bus. I just put it in the shop, get a bunch of stuff fixed. Boy, they're expensive. And I'll probably drive the bus up to Montana while we're doing the remodel. And then I'll have duplicate gear in montana for my west coast rig and then i'll have duplicate gear in my sprinter in tennessee right. and i can fly back and forth and i've beat the system see as i'm limping from vehicle to vehicle well you're not as bad as pastrana true, true. definitely he, he waddles i don't even know if waddles the word i would use <laughs> it was really weird i was i was telling you he showed up for michael ray's show uh, uh i think I think when he was singing the song, I took a video and sent it to you, and I just wrote fuck you on it, but you didn't respond. That was pretty rude, by the way. I, m I meant to tell you that. Yeah, I was driving. And? I was driving. And? I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but you write me today horsecock, and you want me to fucking respond, and I do. See? See how that See, works? See, that's good. That's my just, you know, it's a common language. Horsecocks. like, you know, what's up? It's like, we should really run with the t-shirt brand. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you done enough with with with, with the t-shirt brands? <laughs> Haven't it's you? Something when you call a stranger horsecock. What's up, horsecock? Yeah. Look at you like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Dude, like a so compliment. Let's talk about the airport today. You called. You called. <laughs> you called someone, uh, baby boy. Yeah. At the at, at the airport. Today. They weren't stoked. They weren't stoked at <laughs> right. all. Uh, tonight at dinner, you called our waiter, uh, baby boy, and that, <laughs> I think he felt it. I really. His name is Mark. Uh, is that shout why out I have to Mark. Food poisoning, Marky baby <laughs> did you, boy. You didn't get sick, did you? Uh, yeah, on the fence. Really? Yeah, it might have been that cucumber decoration that I ate full of horseradish <laughs> goop. Not sure. I don't even know what the was. I've we'll never seen We'll find out that halfway through the set if you see me just vacate the stage. You go like this. Hey, can anyone sing? Sebastian. Sebastian. <laughs> Get up here, you son of a bitch. I'll be like, shot to the heart. You're like, wrong artist. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> Not Bon Jovi. That's Wait, kind yeah. of the same era, right? Bon That's Bach. Bon Bach. Uh, last time you were here as well, I keep going back to the past. Randy came out, Mr. Couture. Yes, uh, you guys rode the bowl together. Over the years, yeah. yeah, he's a neat dude. It's like almost every time you play, uh, he comes out to see you if yeah. he's in town. Yeah, big supporter, good guy. Yeah, I had fun when Michael was here because he was saying that he met Randy, and so I reached out to Randy, but Randy wasn't in town. I took a video of Michael uh, not calling him a pussy, but trying to 
tell him that he was a pussy, but it didn't work that way. It kind of backfired <laughs> on my behalf, but I sent it to Randy I'm the only anyway. one dumb enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a good sense of humor, I must yes. say. I must say. Yes. Hendo has a sense of humor, too, but he's just a little more aggressive. You know, he doesn't, I, I tell you, he doesn't play, like, civilian wrestling. Randy will play along, like, yeah. oh, these guys aren't professional fighters. Let's just. Well, he knows the difference. Let's horseplay. And then Hendo, every time I mess with him, I'm, like, on the ground crying. And I'm like, oh, that's not fun. I think that's karma for you, though, because yeah. because every time. I'm around you and you used to drink it was I'd get the text the next morning that just said did we wrestle last night like that's literally <laughs> all it's like no no we didn't yeah like, that was a common thing and I think my spinal cord is paying for those years of wrestling you should have learned from Travis not to do that shit or hurt yourself because you're going to end up and it just wobbling around oh well you can't do that man yeah so you guys fly home after this 5.15am baby that's good for you uh, you go back on the road again so I know it's about halfway through the year. What do you got left for the rest of the year? Ah, uh, shit. We played last night with Cadillac 3 and Chris Jansen. It's weird to think that was last night in Lampy, Missouri, and then drove three hours to Little Rock, took the first flight out, four and a half hour layover in Dallas, got here, sound, we were late as hell to get here to sound check, finally sound checked, and then. Oh, oh did you guys forget anything at sound check? I mean, oh my God, don't even get me started. Yeah. yeah I'm not my... saying that we are proud owners of uh, Zildjian AK series. Oh, you're talking, you don't even know the whole other bag of worms. Oh, you right? guys lost something at the airport or well, something? Well, not just you guys, it's my former guitar player, Kyle, who's one of my best buddies, is living with us and, you know, getting back on his feet, and my guitar player, Tom's like, perfect, I have to go to this wedding. And I hate doing sub shit in the band, but I was like, all right, it's Kyle. He's played in the band for years past, and we'll see how it goes. The jury's out. We have bets on what songs he's going to bomb tonight. But I, I said, Kyle, you need to have your shit together. And Tom, Tom is Well, he very... can't expect you to be a pro. Look at you. You fucking kissed him at dinner tonight, but go ahead. <laughs> he's a good kisser. <laughs> but Tom is like all of his cables rolled up, labeled, you know, perfect Pelican case, his little freaking electronic board that's $1,200 and this and that. He's like, all right, you can use all my gear because he knows I don't like subs coming in the band. So he's like trying to train him perfect this and that. And this morning when we're going through the airport, I'm like, Kyle, check that. You have three bags. And he looks at me and he goes, what? I said, check that bag. We're late, and there's three bags. You can't walk on an airplane with a guitar, a backpack, and a carry-on. It doesn't work that way. You get two. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, oh, my God, I forgot my shoes. And I look down, and he's wearing flip-flops. And he beelines back to the sprinter that's on his way back to Nashville, runs in, doesn't check it. He gets to the gate, and he goes, oh, dude, it all worked out. The gate checked it. And I'm like, huh. So then we get to the airport, nothing. And we're talking 45 minutes, and then he pulls out his little freaking, uh, his little receipt, Claim, yeah. and it says the bag's on its way back to B&A. And then he's like, oh, it's the airport's fault. I'm like, no, it's not the airport's fault, because there's a thing called baggage claim. And when you go to the baggage claim and you tag your bags, usually you're good, because that's their specialty. When you're going to the gate on a full flight and they grab it out of your hands last minute because you forgot your shoes... There's a margin for error there, my yeah. friend. So, uh, yeah, so we finally got it, and then we got here, and apparently uh, when you guys advanced, you didn't tell us to bring symbols. We've never done that. It says it on the advance sheet. Tom says other work. Tom? Tom? Oh, that's right. He's not here. He's not here. <laughs> He's at a wedding. I hope you enjoy your wedding. It's on our tech thing. Oh, we've on our, been, it's we've on been our tech blowing sheet. up Tom. Yeah, Kyle. He hasn't responded at all? No, he did. He's like, that was not my understanding. Apologies if there was a mix-up. How is there an apology? <laughs> Tim? How many times have you played here before? Hey, you got a brand new set of symbols out of the deal. More bands are going to want to come. I'm taking it out of your fucking pay. More bands are going to come. Taking it out of your pay. <laughs> so it's your call. You can take I've them. I've got a nice set of symbols in Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to put them on Craigslist with your phone number on them. <laughs> right. For 200 bucks. Yes. 
right there. That's my middle finger. But I mean, it it, it worked out. I'm I'm waiting till next week till I go up to the C, CFO here and explain to him what happened and oh, how no. how we're gonna make our money. Who's back. the CFO? Chris is Jerry. No, oh, no. <laughs> His name is Jerry. Good dude. He'll understand. I'll, I'll I'm sell gonna it go to one him above well. to Chris, but Chris, you gotta hear Toad tried to fuck me out of these symbols. <laughs> Then he gave me food poisoning. He called me yeah. baby boy. Yeah, and then hung a picture of you naked in the green room. What His the fuck? sexual harassment is just crazy. <laughs> Harris. Harassment. What, why you got to get all political? Why you got to get political, dude? <laughs> the fuck, man. So the the rest, you, you fly back home. You got more shows? To, yes, to I got to be in North Dakota Thursday, South Dakota Friday, back home. Then we're... So this will be good if you think yeah, about it. If you're, I don't know where we're at. We're everywhere. If you're really in Montana and you can split the two, you just fly into Montana, grab your tour bus, and you go. It just yes, seems like it's in good. theory. And that's where our fan base is kind of concentrated up there. We're right. the best up in those parts of the woods, neck of the woods. So, um, but yeah, it's been uh, this last couple of days has been you know four Whoa, hours rock of sleep. star man. Yeah. yeah Did you awesome. take a nap today? No, I can't nap. All right, you'd be dying. I attempted to nap, rubbed one out, sat there, tried to asphyxiate myself. <laughs> what were you, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. But what were you thinking about while you were doing that? You. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Sushi. <laughs> Sushi. Chris. Mark. Mark. <laughs> That's our buddy. Baby boy. Uh, baby boy. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> to clarify, baby boy is an adult we nicknamed <laughs> who is over eighteen and of consenting age. <laughs> <laughs> and all you did was think about it. You can't yeah. go to jail for that, can you? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to find out. Middle of your set. You're going to find out when this podcast comes out. <laughs> no, just the middle of the set. Someone's going to show up and serve you papers. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Mark was 17. Son of a bitch. God damn it, Mark. You lied. <laughs> Baby boy. <laughs> um, any... Is everything else <laughs> headlining yourself? Or are you going out with anybody else? Like the Chris we have sporadic Chris Jansen dates. How kinda. is how is the show with Chris Jansen? They're great, man. Yeah, They're really good shows. Good crowds. Kind of mix of country rock people. So right, and yeah. I, I know that Cadillac Three just came through here a month and a half ago, two months ago, and uh, like uh, Neil's not drinking anymore, which is kind of did Neil quit drinking? Yeah. Wow. Good yeah. on him. Good it's on him. The whole world's everybody's going sober. Well, fuck, man. You gotta save money these days, right? Gotta buy symbols. Yeah, my <laughs> guitar player describes my sobriety. If you could see the visual of a guy just ripping down the road and every now and again you hit the rumble strip, then the borrow pit, you lose control of the car, and then you're like, Oh get well, it back in the lane and there you go. Your last show here, you told me you weren't drinking and you drank that night too. But you didn't drink a lot though. I think you had a couple couple beers. Is that considered drinking? Mm, yeah. It is, yeah. Well, you failed, brother. Yeah, you I failed. failed. Did you lie to anybody about that? No. I just sold you out, didn't I? I did 220 days, 221 days straight last year, and then I got to Germany, and I rolled into this pub at night, and these German guys slide a stein over, and I was like, ah, fuck. So I was like, you, you had to. What? Yeah, I sent, it, I sent it across Germany. It was fun. Um, let's talk Dave Grohl for a few. Yeah, I um, just saw him two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's good. It's kind of interesting. So when I, I always say that people ask me who my favorite drummer is, uh, Josh Freeze is the top of the list. I'd the, never seen him play until Bonnaroo. And holy my shit. My goodness. Machine. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, my I go. baby boy can play. <laughs> he is no baby boy. <laughs> I was going to go. I got tickets to Nine Inch Nails 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and I wasn't going to go to the show because I was just in a weird place in my mind. Super, had lots of anxiety and everything. And my buddy Nick that lives in Denver was like, dude, Freeze is playing. 
I went. I was sitting in the third row, and it was really neat the way Nine Inch Nails set him up. Trent's obviously dead center, but they bought, f- brought Freeze up hmm. on the very front. He wasn't in the back. He was up. Fr- I just sat there and stared at him the whole time because he's a fucking phenomenal drummer. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't. I was always wondering what they were gonna do with Foo Fighters with, but I don't. It's sad. Yeah. Super sad, but I mean, I, dude, how many, how many, how many, how many bands has this guy got to go through? I know. People doing yeah, he's, shit. He's had a rough bout of that stuff. So. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really been through what he's been through. Yeah, he, yeah, he lost his mom in the midst of the whole thing, which wasn't really publicized that much. I think he kind of wanted to keep that. Right, private, I didn't hear that. You know, so that was you know how close his mom was to him. He's all the books and right interviews about it. So he's he's had a rough go, but he's a strong individual and. You know, I think music is his, touring is his escape. Yeah, you know? I was super curious if he'd come back out again because you get to that point, but it just seems like that's something he has to have in his life. I mean, yeah. as that outlet. Yeah, he's he's a diehard musician. It was, it was cool because my 15-year-old daughter, at some point during COVID, was like, you know, before she was all Harry, Style, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, and would make me go to the shows. I'm just like, Jesus, you know, I, I could appreciate the music, but not really for me. And... Uh, and then at some point she got into Nirvana and the Foo Fighters and she didn't want to tell me about this. And she was just telling her mom and apparently it was embarrassing to listen to the same music her dad grew up listening oh, to at the same age. Fair. So she came to me. I was supposed to be in Montana looking at the property and it was the Friday. I was going to fly Friday and Father's Day was Sunday. You know me, a good dad, always gone on Father's Day. <laughs> I'm like, well, I didn't have one for that day and you don't get it either. <laughs> um, baby boy. <laughs> She's like, I'm a girl. Mark, it's 2023. Tim's saying he'll be your dad, Mark, if you need him. Go, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, she came to me and said, hey, would you take me to the Foo Fighters? I'm like, oh, my God, i got to do this. So we went to the Foo Fighters. Did you take her in the back and everything? Or yeah. Did, yeah. She got to yeah. go backstage. You got to give Dave. It was funny. Dave's all over the place. His family's there. And he just pauses when he sees me because I haven't seen or talked to him since, like, middle of COVID. Right. And uh, since everything went down and. He just looks over and goes, you fucking maniac. But he gave me like this 30-second hug of just... I'm sure. <sighs> that transfer you know, of... It was a lot. No, I just yeah. kind of felt his weight. But uh, then he shot off, and I saw Pat Smear from the Foo Fighters yep. and Nirvana, one of my favorite names in rock and roll. Smear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I went up to him, and I told him about my daughter, and she's sitting right there, and he goes, where is she? And I'm like, right here. And she watched Un- Unplugged in New York all the time, where Pat's in the background yeah. behind Kurt Cobain. And... Uh, He's like, Savannah, come over here. Let's talk. And she's just flush, red in the face. And he's like, man, Savannah's such a cool name. It's like a big cat in Africa, blah, blah, this or that. He's an and, interesting dude. Oh, I watched yeah. some stuff with him. Very yeah. eccentric, but yeah. like a very sweet, sweet dude. And the fact that he took 10 minutes to just bend my daughter's ear and she could, right. all she could respond with was like one syllable of words. Uh-huh. Like, yes, no. <laughs> it took me probably up until like maybe seven, eight years ago to realize that he was in Nirvana. I didn't know yeah. that for the yeah, longest time. Yeah, he came time. on very late. Because he was in Foo Fighters and then left and then came back, right? Yes, yeah. and he didn't join Nirvana until late, like a year or two before Kurt died. Yeah. But Kurt always admired him, and I don't remember the punk rock name, but he was a huge star in this you know, Seattle punk rock band. Right. And so Kurt Cobain always admired him, and you know, towards the end of... Kurt's life. Uh, that's when he brought Pat in the in the band. So Beautiful. if you look at Unplugged in New York and this and that, and when the Foo Fighters kicked off, obviously Dave had a respect for him as well and brought him in the band. And Beautiful. He's still here. Bottle of champagne every night, baby. Walks off the stage, cheers as the crowd, and there goes Patty. The um, baby boy, the baby boy. That's dude. Fuck old boy. I'm starting baby boy. You're starting baby boy. <laughs> Farrell's got a binky with a beer in it. A grown ass man. <laughs> um, I, I watched the. 
the thing that I, I want to say they did it overseas in the UK, the tribute to Taylor. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, and when his son came out and played, ho- ho- holy shit, like the chills. I want to say I probably had a tear in my eye. Yeah. Probably watched that 10 times just over and over and over again, just in awe, just to that passion. I think that's another one of those moments that you could never get back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that was really special. For some reason, I thought maybe he, he would jump on some of those. I think he's too young. Yeah. I think he's. Skill's great, but I mean, there's a skill of drumming and there's a skill of touring. Absolutely. And I think those, you know, I've had some guys in my group before. I'm like, hey, bud, you need to go get in like a 12 passenger van for about three years. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Learn how to yeah. tour, learn what you're doing, learn who you are, and then mm-hmm. come try again. You know, I've had yeah. some young cats where I'm like, I could see, you know, every one of the Foo Fighters is 50 plus. Sure. So having a teenage boy would be kind of weird on the road, you know? So. Yeah. I, I just I think be like baby boy, <laughs> get them dishes did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, he was. I don't even know how old he was, but I, I can I, I can see that. I just saw the the family and everything. Just that whole thing come together. Yeah. That was a big deal, probably for Dave to do and the band to have him come sit in there. Yeah, for but sure. But he was definitely channeled that night, man. Yeah, fucking crazy. It's probably one of those things I'll go home tonight and watch again, just because it was that badass. You're gonna stay up that late? No. Okay. Yes. Tomorrow. Different. Okay. I already watched Supercross today, so I'm happy, man. That's good. I'm happy. You I got still it, riding? Man. I am. I took a year off uh, because I was working so much, and then um, I just started riding again probably about a month and a half ago. Uh, I told Heather, uh, I took the bike out, and I said, I'm going to run out for like 20 minutes, just test, you know, just see how I'm feeling. She called me an hour and a half later. She goes, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm in Jean. Uh, that's on the way to State Line. I just got on a single track and rode. I was in heaven, man. I miss it. Yeah. I just miss it. And I just was out there clearing my head, talking to God. It's just what I do. Yeah. This, I came out here and did the Mint 400. That was a cool I, experience. I know you did, yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched some of the video stuff of that online. Like, yeah. Yeah, I have, some, I have a lot of friends that are into that stuff. I just bought a Razor, uh, a four-seater Turbo S. Nice. Uh, um, I put the front bumper on it, did the rigid lights in the front, bought the rigid pods, I think, with you and then uh for my thank you for my birthday i got the rigid chase lights so i just had those installed um and they set them up for racing because you have to have red orange and then you have to have one blue light when you race okay so they set them all up for that not that i'm going to race or anything that's one thing i'm not going to do fun it you know what we went out a couple weeks ago you met my buddy brian tonight yeah so he just bought a can-am that's all done up suspension all done and we went out on this run um, a couple weeks ago, and it ended up being the race course that they were racing that weekend, and we went out like on a Thursday oh, and Friday, wow. and so we like yeah. bombed through this thing, and I was like just watching the suspension go, and just I'm like, man, I couldn't do this for 400 miles. Yeah, you didn't race all 400. Though. I did 100. 100, and then uh, tapped in a teammate, Axel Hodges, motocross. I know who he is. Yeah, he Mr. Did. Wheelie Boy. Yeah, Jesus. He, I, I was watching some ramp to ramps where he just lands on one tire. And yeah, how? Yeah, I don't know how you do that. And barely pop a fucking wheelie, and this dude's like, or ride a wheelie, and this dude's like, he'll do a backflip and land on his back tire and just wheelie it straight out. Yeah, Axel's a badass. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, uh, Jesse Hughes from Eagles of Death Metal was our last guy. How'd you guys do? Well, it's a weird thing. I knew I put up a good time because I passed a ton of cars, and I had Terry Madden co-driving. He heard about it, that I had another co-driver, and he called Matt Martelli and said, uh-uh, I'm co-driving with Tim, and he's Beautiful. badass himself, and right. so he flew out to be in it, and uh, so I knew I was ripping past cars, and we were kicking ass, and towards the end, he's like, don't get greedy, because I could see him all going up this mountainside, and he's like, watch my tires, watch my tires. I came around a corner and clipped a rock and blew a tire, and even with the tire change, I think I had the fastest time on my team, 
and I left, and I knew that I put up good time. I didn't know any of these stats. And then I'm down on Fremont at like 9 p.m., and they called and said, hey, wh- why aren't you at the winner's dinner? And I'm like, winner's dinner? Hell like, yeah. You guys won your class. So I think the, I knew that. It was the first time the star car, they have all these like people from Jay Leno to Ted Nugent that have raced this star car. First time in history of the race, the star cars won. Now, Beautiful. granted, there were only five people in our class, but I've told other pro racers Still a winner. that. And they're like, well, everyone in your class were professional race car drivers and you guys are a bunch of boneheads i mean axel obviously knows how to ride and drive but uh me and jesse that jesse had the whole he drove across the finish line so he's got this bottle of champagne i see these videos i'm like how did i miss this party right <laughs> you ended up playing that night yeah i played yeah. the night before okay until the wee hours what were you doing morning. down on fremont street then and not or where were you did you leave town we played on fremont street then Went i got raced. up first thing got out there at like 7 8 a.m raced the race my part my 100 miles came back was staying in the hotel and was just hanging out with the kids. I had uh, Danielle and her brother here. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, and then we got the call like 9 p.m. as we were just wandering around Fremont Street, you know, looking, right. looking for drugs that we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> we found them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I just watched a thing on um, Facebook, a movie about uh, pimps and prostitutes in Vegas. It's not very old. They were talking. Was my wife in it? No. My mother-in-law? You, no. No. My mom. You were you you were one of the Johns, or they also call them Marks. I just didn't even know that that was the name. <laughs> you were a baby boy. But they were saying that on any given weekend, there's thirty thousand prostitutes in this town. Well, we just saw one in the elevator at our hotel. And, at the know, South Point. Yeah, and this guy had this chick that was just playing his way day. out of his league, right. and she was all over him in the line. And I noticed, I'm like, wow, PDA, that's a lot. It's like seven p.m. Then the elevator, oh, sure, sure as hell, the Lord works in mysterious ways. We hop in the elevator with him, and she wraps his arms around him and just starts, just chop it and pop it and all this stuff. And we're like, God. So then, of course, we're in this tiny little elevator with him. Kyle puts his arms around me in the same <laughs> fashion, one foot away from this couple, and starts doing it to my cheek. And then my guitar player puts his arm around the bass player. And finally, the dude, I'm like, we're going to get in a fight. Stop. Finally, the dude just busts out laughing <laughs> these dudes got in the elevator and started making fun of him right that's well that's a champ yeah he gave a good handy he did <laughs> so I, kyle yeah, kyle did my bad i thought you were like talking about the guy that was with the, the dude prostitute. dumped the prostitute <laughs> it's went like these guys like, are having way more fun party what's your name baby boy, baby boy. <laughs> get in we're going beautiful on that note let's get your ass back down sir tell people how to find you online uh, OnlyFans. Uh, I've got a, quite a presence there. I got a lot of foot videos. Just kidding. You can check me out at timmontana.com for all things. Right. Rock and roll, musical, and wild. You can find me on the old gram. Just, you know, at Tim Montana. You know, I got I got my name squared down, locked down. So You own it now. Yeah, I own it. Tim Montana from Montana. Yeah, you never believe it. Thank you again for the time. I miss you, baby boy. 